Amen. Amen. How y'all doing this morning? You good? Brave the snow. It's awesome, right? Made it. That's great. You guys are you guys are nailing it. I, I'm doing awesome. Thanks for asking. No, I'm doing great, man. I'm so amped. Like I told first service, like I don't know if it's like Holy Spirit power or like me just losing my mind or maybe it's just the fact that I've finally hit ketosis after like a month of no carbs, right? And I'm just got like, it's like, it's like crazy, right? Like I got so much energy and I'm so excited for this message, right? Because God is awesome right? Like he's faithful and he's good and he's working in your life to change you so that when you walk out of this place here today, you walk out different than when you walked in here this morning. All right? So praise the Lord. God is good all the time. He's great. He's worthy. If you have a Bible, go ahead and grab that. Get that open to Luke chapter 12. And while you're doing that, I just want to, I just want to give us a quick disclaimer here. I just want to recognize that this message we're about to hear this morning is not an easy message to hear. Like, it's not easy to hear Jesus telling you to beware of hypocrisy and cultivate a lifestyle of transparency, right? Not an easy message to listen to and definitely not an easy message to preach, right? It's not an easy message for me to preach because the reality is, let's just, let's, let, let's just get this out on the table, right? Like, we're all hypocrites, but at some point in our lives, like we are guilty of hypocrisy, myself included, right? And so, and so here's what I wanna do. I just wanna, I just wanna shower us in grace, right? Let's just, let's just recognize that where we're at, right? Like we're all works in progress. God's working on us. And this is just another message that he's gonna use to transform us into the image of his son, amen? But I am... I'm right there with you. I, I also am a hypocrite and, and, and probably more so than you guys because the reality is that I gotta stand up on this stage and preach a message against hypocrisy as a hypocrite. Right, like, like, like I'm like chief hypocrite in the room here. Right, like you guys don't have to stand up here and preach this message about hypocrisy as a hypocrite. Like I know, like I know my heart. I know the dark things that are inside here. Like I know, I know the wickedness that exists in my own heart, right? Like, like how easy it is for me to just fly off the handle, right? Like all it takes is someone driving 40 in a 45 in the left lane to just propel me into like a godless uh, uh, rage and, and, and just drive me into practical atheism, right? Where I'm God of the road and all the rest of you guys just exist to serve me, right? Like, do you not see Pharaoh in his chariot? Move, right? Like as I wheel into the parking lot, grab my backpack and march into the office to do the Lord's work, right? Like how sick is that? Chief hypocrite in the room, all right? Let's just get that out on the table. And I just want us to remember, like we're all in desperate need of God's life-transforming, heart-transforming grace, amen? Amen. This is a hard message. Confronting hypocrisy is definitely difficult. We need to consider the implication for this in our lives. And listen, this is a message that's meant to convict your hearts. 
all right? This is a convicting message. This is, this is not a message of condemnation, right? Like I hear all the time, Justin's messages are hard. Who can listen to them, right? They're just condemning. And listen, it's not, there's a difference between conviction and condemnation. Condemnation says you're going to hell and Jesus can't save you, right? Like that, nobody's preaching that. Conviction says you were going to hell. Jesus can save you. Now, now change and live a life that is marked by that salvation, Okay, and so this is a convicting message for us here this morning. The goal is heart change. The goal is life change. Listen, if you come here on a Sunday and you feel like you can walk out of those doors without ever having to change and conform into the image of Jesus Christ, and we failed you as pastors. Because we exist, our mission here is to make, make it easier for people to know Jesus and to lead them into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. So you should always come here on a Sunday and have tools for change. And so that's my hope for us here this morning. Listen, there is hope for change, and that hope is found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I want us all here this morning to take this lesson from Jesus internalize it, and then live out uh, the freedom that we have in the gospel, okay? That's what, that's what my hope is. And then even though dangerous hypocrisy can mark our lives at one point or another, the reality is that the grace of God allows us to cultivate lifestyles of deep and true transparency, and that is the only remedy to hypocrisy, and so with that, let's go ahead and read our scripture for today. Luke chapter 12, starting in verse one. In the meantime, when so many thousands of the people had gathered together that they were trampling one another, Jesus began to say to his disciples first, beware the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light, and what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed on the housetops. Father in heaven, we are so thankful for your grace. Lord, your grace that's changing us and conforming us in the image of your son. We're thankful, Lord, as hard as it is sometimes to hear these hard messages, God, we're thankful for them. And we're thankful for the way that you change our hearts by your grace. And God, just pray, Lord, that your message would just penetrate our hearts, change us, God. Pray that you give me clear words and articulate thoughts, Lord that I wouldn't stand in the way of your message. God, it's all for your glory and your honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, the first thing that Jesus wants his disciples to know is this. Hypocrisy is dangerous. Hypocrisy is dangerous. He says, beware the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Jesus is basically saying, hey, be on guard. Be cautious and aware. Keep your eyes wide open. Be alert so that you're not deceived, enticed, and drawn away by hypocrisy. Beware. He's saying, look, hypocrisy is extremely dangerous. Be cautious. 
that you're not overtaken by it. When I was still up in Washington State, one of the jobs that I had up there for a while uh, was working for a utility company reading electric meters. And we were in a neighborhood that was like just north of Seattle, like fancy houses and all this stuff. Uh, and, and, and my job, the majority of my, my accounts, my job, the, it required me to go into somebody's backyard and read the electric meter on their house. It's usually on, their, on the back side of the house or the side of the house. And, and these are big, fancy houses, fancy neighborhoods. And so they all had these privacy fences around this house. And so that, that meant that I had to go up to the gate, I had to reach over the gate, unlock it, and then like go into somebody's backyard. Like, like that's awkward, right? And, 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 and as I went to these houses, a lot of them, a majority of them, had this big red sign on the gate that said, beware of dog. And I learned very quickly that those signs aren't on that fence for kicks and giggles. They're not on that, like, like there is definitely, most definitely some bloodthirsty beast on the other side of that fence just waiting for the meter reader. And, and here's what makes this worse. My company gave, the only thing the company gave me to defend myself from these wild animals was a, like a four foot long piece of PVC pipe with a tennis ball on the end. What? I'm thinking nine millimeter and a combat knife. Like that, not PVC with a tennis ball on the end. Like, what is this? And so I'm like, I'm like in somebody's backyard. They're like looking out at the, you know, looking at me through the bathroom window. And I'm like, like just trying to like read the meter and just get out, right? Like I had to, it required me to be aware of my surroundings. I had to know where that dog was at at all times. Other thing, otherwise it was gonna get behind me, it's gonna bite me, and I didn't, want, I didn't want that, right? See, these houses, they looked calm and tranquil on the outside. But as soon as you open up that gate and you walk into that backyard, it's, that's, you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, <laughs> right? Jesus is saying the same thing about hypocrisy here in this text. He's reminding us that hypocrisy is dangerous. So why is hypocrisy so dangerous? Why is Jesus so concerned with his disciples being aware of the hypocrisy of the Pharisees? See, it's dangerous because it doesn't just affect us in our hearts, but it also affects all the people around us. It affects all the people around us. You see, this is why Jesus describes hypocrisy as leaven. See, leaven, we don't use that term a lot today. Basically, it's just yeast. And what it does when you're like baking bread is it, is it causes uh, the bread, uh, it gives the bread volume. It gives it bulk and density and it also causes the bread to be, it traps gas and air so that it causes the bread to rise. It doesn't actually give you more bread, it just makes the bread bigger, right? And finally, it gives it kind of this smooth, silky, rich uh, texture in your mouth. So while you're eating it, it's, it's rich and it's chewing, it's all the things that we love about bread, though it's just not good for you, really. See, the hypocrisy of the Pharisees does that exact same 
thing, the way the Pharisees lived and taught caused the people around them to grow up in a certain way. See, they added volume to the law of God. They piled rituals and rules and regulations on top of the word of God to the point where it became unbearable and unattainable. That's why Jesus says, woe to you guys, for you load people up with with burdens that they can't bear. Their teaching was also nothing more than trapped air. The Pharisees' teaching was just empty words without action. And this is why Jesus rebuked him and said, you guys take away the key of knowledge and you don't even enter yourselves and you hinder those who are entering. And finally, these Pharisees, they looked pleasant and smooth on the outside, but inside they had no substance. And again, this is why Jesus rebukes them saying, you clean the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside you're full of greed and wickedness. So Jesus is warning his disciples to watch out for the dangers of this kind of hypocrisy. See, Jesus knows that what makes it so dangerous is it affects everyone. It affects you and it affects the people around you. So let's look at what it does to us. You see, it does something to our hearts. See, ultimately, hypocrisy in our lives stem from pride. And that pride then leads to spiritual blindness and deception, and oftentimes it ends in this faith crisis. Here's what I mean. See, all of us know that there's something in our lives that doesn't match, right? We say we believe one thing, but then we just don't live that belief out, right? And that, that's hypocrisy. That's the dichotomy, that, that contradiction that, 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 that we all live with. Why we say we believe this thing over here, but then we don't live it out. And here's an example. We just sang how great our God is, right? That he's great, that he's worthy of praise, that he's awesome. Hypocrisy is when you come to church on Sunday, you sing that out and then you live as if he doesn't exist the other six and a half days of the week, Right, like we say God's great, but then we're, 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 we're diving head first into looking at things that we shouldn't look at. We say God's great, but we're inappropriate in our relationships outside of marriage. We say God's great, but he has no influence on our finances or our marriage or our parenting. See, that's, that's hypocrisy stemming from pride. Eventually that pride then deceives us into believing that if we can just come to church on Sunday, if we just throw that mask on, if we just go through the motions, then we're good with God. We believe that if we can just do those things, just go through the motions, that we're good with God, that we're in Christ. The problem is, that we aren't actually in Christ, that's the deception. See, if we were in Christ, what we say is true in our mind, we would live that thing out, right? Like if we say we believe God's great, then God's greatness would influence every aspect of our lives. Ultimately, because of the self-deceiving pride, that is hypocrisy, it will almost always end in a faith crisis. See, if we're pretending to follow Jesus, if we're just acting and going through the motions, we're gonna get tired, we're gonna get worn out. 
We're gonna get discouraged with our faith. We're gonna start asking questions like, God's not working. We're gonna start saying things like, God's not working while the church doesn't work. Christians aren't working. My friendships aren't working. My marriage isn't working. And the reality is that it's not that those things aren't working. It's that you're not changing. See, those... Those things aren't working because you're not changing and you're not changing because hypocrisy is telling you that you're doing everything right. And so we find ourselves thinking that we're nailing it, but if we look behind us, we just got nothing but scorched earth and bodies in our wake. Right, like that's what hypocrisy does. Listen, this is a hard message to hear. And remember, it's meant to convict our hearts. It's not meant to condemn us, right? Like chief hypocrite right here on the stage, right? Preaching to myself too, right? This is meant to change us and inspire us to grow in godliness. But it also does something to the people around us, right? Hypocrisy does something to the people around us. See, it breaks down trust in us breaks down trust in us. We become uh, just empty. Our words become empty to the people closest to us. Our advice, our promises, the gospel that we preach all become untrustworthy because they're looking at our lives. They're saying, seeing what we say is true and that our lives don't match that. And so that breaks down trust in us. Also breaks down trust can lead our friends and family away from what's actually true. See, the danger of hypocrisy is that we might draw people away from true biblical Christianity. In Galatians chapter two, verse 13, the apostle Paul says that because of, 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 of the apostle Peter's hypocrisy, says he had to oppose him to his face because he was leading people astray by his hypocrisy. He even says in Galatians two thirteen that even Barnabas, was led astray by Peter's hypocrisy. Even Barnabas was led astray. Like Barnabas, like great encourager of the faith, right? Like golden retriever loves everybody. Barnabas led astray by Paul's or Peter's hypocrisy. See, it's dangerous. It's dangerous because of what it does to the people around us, breaks down trust in us, breaks down trust in the church and the preaching of his word and the kingdom work that God's trying to do through his people. It breaks down trust in God and his ability to work in somebody's life. You see, if somebody's looking at you and you say you believe in God, but your life's not changing, then they're gonna look at you and say, well, if God can't change you, then he certainly can't change me. So Jesus is reminding us that hypocrisy in our lives is dangerous both to ourselves and to the people around us. Because hypocrisy is so dangerous, Jesus challenges us then to cultivate a lifestyle of transparency. 
Jesus challenges us to cultivate a lifestyle of transparency. He says in verse two, nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light and what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed on the housetop. That is a terrifying passage of scripture, right? So Jesus is reminding us that we need to cultivate a lifestyle of transparency. But in order to do this, we need to understand two things. One, who we need to be transparent with, and two, what we need to be transparent about. So let's dive into those two things. Who do we need to be transparent with? I think first and foremost, we need to be transparent with God. We need to be transparent with God. God, we need to cultivate an authentic relationship with God where we can be open and honest about where we are. I love Pastor Ernie's challenge to us last week from the message last week. If you, do you remember that? What's the challenge? Anybody? Nobody, okay. He, he challenged us to read through, memorize, and meditate on Psalm 139, 23, and 24, which says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Now, I realize that that passage is not what's up on your screens. That's because like a good heathen, I memorized that in New King James, all right? So I like it better. But anyways, it's, it's having that type of open, honest communication with God. That's how we cultivate true transparency with him. This requires us to wanna learn and grow and change. It requires humility and submission before the Lord to pray that prayer, to, 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 to get into that prayer and say, Lord, search me, like pull out a spotlight and shine it in the dark spaces of my heart. See if there's anything wicked in there. Draw it out into the light. Try me, test me, see what causes anxiety, see what causes doubt, see what causes you know, insecurity and, 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 and all that stuff. Like, 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 like test my heart so you can draw these things out and then apply grace to it, murder it so I can move on in the way everlasting. We have to cultivate true, authentic transparency with God. Listen, this requires us to trust in him to trust that he is gracious and that his grace is enough for us. This kind of transparency requires us to preach the gospel to ourselves every day, to remind us that we were bought with a high price and that that grace that we get from that salvation is enough. That he is doing the good work of transforming us into the image of his son, Jesus Christ, to the praise of his glorious grace, amen? See, transparency needs to be cultivated with God. It also needs to be cultivated within authentic gospel community. Transparency needs to be cultivated within authentic gospel community. It's just not enough to confess your sins between you and God. If it were, he wouldn't tell us to confess our sins to one another. 
See, when we confess our, 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 our sins to one another, when we, when we bring that out into the light, we can only, we'll, we'll find true healing and true victory over the things that exist in our hearts, over the sins that cling so close to us. James 5.16 encourages us, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. And listen, that healing that's happening right there, that's heart healing. That, that, that's heart healing. See, when we take what's in our heart and we expose it out into the light, when we pull up our sin and we put it on the table, when we, when we expose our suffering, when we expose our brokenness, when we expose our sinful past that rules over our hearts, we find hope, we find healing. When we draw that out in the light and we apply grace to it, sin is killed so that we can move forward in freedom and forgiveness. That, that's the power of the gospel. Listen, this is why one of the key aspects of community groups here at the church is gender-specific breakouts. You see, our group should be cultivating a space where men can gather with the other men in the community group and, and we can draw that stuff out and be open and honest about what's really going on. And, and the women should be able to gather together and, and, and open up and expose what's really going on so that we can find freedom, so that we can apply grace to these things and have freedom in our lives. And if you're in a community group right here and you have no idea what I'm talking about, you just need to come find me after this service so I can have a conversation with your community group leader. Or, or better yet, you go to your community group leader and you tell them that you need this type of authentic gospel community. It's important, you need it. You, you need to be able to draw those things out of your heart so that, so that other people know what's going on. You can kill it. See, authentic gospel community is absolutely critical to cultivating a lifestyle of transparency. So we need to cultivate transparency with God. We need to cultivate transparency with authentic gospel community. And finally, we need to cultivate transparency with those who are outside the church. See, Christians should be the most transparent people on the planet because we know grace. We know grace. We know that our sin was bought and paid for. We know that no matter how awful or broken our lives have been or maybe are right now, we're justified by Jesus Christ and made righteous before God. And if we truly believe that truth, and we've applied that grace to the dark spaces of our hearts that will allow us to be open and honest with people who don't know Jesus so that they can see how the gospel has power, how it's working in your heart. See, that type of, of transparency is what really makes it easier for people to know Jesus because they're gonna see that the gospel has healed your heart. It's healed your sin. It's healed your brokenness. It's healed your suffering. It's healed your past. You have freedom and you're walking in joy and you're, you're walking in salvation and, and, and you're walking on the way everlasting. And when people see that in your life, they're gonna say, I want that. What is that? And you could say, that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
So transparency needs to be cultivated with God. It needs to be cultivated with authentic gospel community as well as those who are outside the church. So that's, that's who we need to be transparent with. So now what do we need to be transparent about? I think cultivating transparency with God and other people means that we have to start with our minds and our hearts. We have to start with our minds and our hearts. It starts in those dark places where other people don't see. It starts in our thinking and in our desires. Jesus says, nothing's covered up that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. Nobody knows your secret thoughts. Nobody knows those desires that exist in your heart that lead you to self-gratification. We don't usually choose to reveal those things because they're the darkest parts of who we are. See, nobody wants to admit the lustful thoughts and desires that draw their eyes toward things they shouldn't be looking at. Nobody wants to confess the thoughts and desires for control that cause anxiety and captivate their hearts with fear. Nobody wants to unearth the bones of the past, their sins and failures that drive them into depression and despair. Nobody wants to bring the light, the selfish pride and desire for control that causes them to explode in violent anger towards their spouse. But it's exactly these types of thoughts and desires that need to be brought out of our hearts and into the light so that grace can be applied to those things and they can be put to death. But listen, you gotta draw it out of there. You can't do it. You cannot do it alone. It is only by the grace of God found in the gospel of Jesus Christ that can change our hearts and desires. And listen, that grace can't work in the dark. Grace cannot work in the dark. Grace stands at the door of your heart and knocks and says, give that to me. Draw that out of the dark. Put those thoughts and desires out onto the table. Let me see those things so that I can put them to death. That's where grace works. Grace works in the light. But if we're shutting the door of our hearts and we're not letting the light in, we'll never find freedom. We'll never find forgiveness. We'll never have hope and change for today. But listen, all of that is available to us in the gospel. It's all available to us in the gospel. Listen, the gospel is not just a one-way ticket to heaven in the sky someday, right? It's not just, it's not just grace for the future. Like, I don't, I don't need grace for tomorrow. I need grace for today. I need hope for today. I need help for today. Listen, the gospel has it. The gospel has it, man. Grace is available to your hearts right now. You can draw those things out and say, man, this is where I'm at. These are the ugly things that I have and the grace can be applied to those things and you can put them to death and then live a life of freedom. That's the gospel. This type of transparency will require us to stand in, believe in, and trust in the hope 
of the gospel. It's only the grace of God found there that will give us the freedom required to confess our hearts to God and others. See, without grace, there's only condemnation. It's only when you live out of grace that you recognize that Jesus has paid it all. And because he has, you don't have to atone for your sin. You just gotta draw that out into the light so that the gospel can take it and that you can have freedom. So here's the question. What are those dark spaces in your heart that need to be exposed? What are the dark spaces in your heart that need to be exposed? What thinking, what desires need to be drawn out of the dark and put in the light so that grace can be applied and you can move forward in freedom and forgiveness? Remember, the enemy will gladly fill any space left between you and Jesus, but we can choose to embrace transparency and bring those dark thoughts and desires out into the light. So here's, here's what I want us to do. If you're in the room today and you've already put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Here's what I want you to do. This week, I want you to find one person that you can trust. One person, right? I'm not asking you to proclaim it from the housetops. Just take one easy step. I want you to find one person that you trust, you, you can trust in. Maybe that's someone in your community group. Maybe that's someone in a Bible study. Maybe it's somebody in this church. Find a faithful brother. If you're a man, if you're a woman here, find a faithful sister in Christ who you can start to build and cultivate a lifestyle of transparency. And maybe this week that just looks like saying, hey, can you just grab a cup of coffee? Maybe we can go grab lunch or something like that. And just start that conversation. Just let them know where you're at. Let them know, hey man, this is where I'm at, but here, here's where I wanna be. I wanna be the, the man or the woman of God that he has called me to be, and I'm not there yet, and I just need somebody to walk alongside me. I need somebody to remind me of the gospel. I need somebody who I can expose some of this stuff to so that I can have freedom in Jesus. If you're here today and you don't, net yet, you don't yet know Jesus, I just wanna encourage you to take that step of faith here this morning. And so I'm gonna ask the prayer team to come forward. We're gonna have faithful people underneath this screen and underneath that screen who would love to have that conversation with you. They'd love to pray with you and talk to you about what it means to follow Jesus. Listen, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, right? You can have freedom and hope and a future. You can have freedom from your sin. You can have freedom from your brokenness. You can have freedom from your suffering, freedom from your past. You can walk a life of joy and hope and listen, it is awesome. It ain't easy, but it's awesome. 
It's available to you here this morning. So I hope you'll take that step of faith. Well, Jesus is reminding us that hypocrisy is dangerous, but that we have the opportunity to cultivate a lifestyle of transparency with him. Amen? Let me pray for us. Father in heaven, God, we're so thankful for your grace. God, we're thankful for your mercy. God, we're thankful for the way that you convict our hearts and, and challenge us to change. And God, that's my, that's my prayer, Lord, I, that you would change all of us, myself included, that we would walk out of this place different today than when we walked in here this morning because of the work of your power and your Holy Spirit within us, God. So I just give this to you. Pray these things, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just to uh, echo what Pastor Justin was saying, uh, something that's been on my heart for a while is that God is, he knows your past. He knows it better than anybody. He knows your thoughts that never get shared, and he knows the, the deepest, darkest parts of you. But God is more interested in what you're doing today and how you're seeking him today because he holds our future. Amen? Every, everybody on this stage, everybody that serves in this church and probably the majority of the people in this room have been broken at one time and, and have a story, have a testimony. We have to allow ourselves to be vulnerable to God and to be vulnerable to the people around us so that we can be made new in Him. Amen? If you've got something heavy on your heart today, if you've never prayed that prayer before, if, if you don't know what it's like to be part of that story, I would encourage you to come down. We have absolutely wonderful people down here in the wings who would love to pray with you. Amen.
let's sing this chorus together. How great. this morning, God. Lord, help us to be transparent and vulnerable, God, with you, Lord. Help us just to lay it all out, God, at your feet, Lord, knowing fully, God, that, that you will take up our burdens, Lord. Yoke is easy, your burden is light, God. Just guide us throughout this week, Lord, and just remind us, God, that we can let go of these things, God. We can give them over to you, Lord and find true freedom in you. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. So when I was a young parent, I had a goal of raising children to be godly 
people. I wanted godly kids, and I wanted to raise godly kids who turned into godly adults. And it dawned on me as I was trying to raise godly kids that I had to be a godly parent. I can't raise godly children without being a godly parent. I needed genuineness and transparency and authenticity in who I was and who my, what my relationship was. Duh, right? If I want to raise godly kids, I have to be a godly parent. And this was... Tra- transformational for me because it changed how I viewed my children and it changed how I viewed God, how, how I thought God viewed me as a child and as a parent. And it was crucial for my parenting. The Next Gen Ministries is sponsoring a parenting class all about this, all about intentional, godly parenting that is so crucial for how we raise our children that God has entrusted us with to be the greatest human beings that they can be for him in his kingdom. This class is going to be March 19th, and we're so excited that we have the opportunity to offer this class for regardless of what age your children are. It's never too late. It's never too late to be an intentional, godly parent. So it's going to be March 19th during the 11 o'clock service. Space is limited, so please register. You can register on the app by going to events down at the bottom and then scrolling to March 19th, and you can click on that, the Wonder Parents class, and register that way. Or you can go to the Connect Desk, and there are little flyers at the Connect Desk that have a QR code that you can um, point your little camera on your phone to that QR code, and it will take you directly to a link to register. I can't Um, emphasize and encourage you enough the importance of this class and how transformational it can be for you and your relationship with your child, your relationship with Christ as you walk this crazy unknowns together and figure it out together. Um, But it's all what Pastor Justin talked about, right? Being true and vulnerable and authentic, even in our homes, because in our homes, I'm the first line of defense when it comes to how my children view God and how my children view his love for them and how they view Christ and his grace and his mercy for them. It it relies on me. I'm that first image of that for them. So it's, it's a very important and crucial thing that we do and we take together, step together, and that's available for you. Please register. Please attend if you're able. I, we're excited for it. It's going to be an awesome class. But we've been given a challenging and convicting message, and that doesn't stop here. Like he says, if we, if we haven't encouraged you to change and make a difference once you walk out these doors, then, then we've kind of failed because we're now to be different. Because, we're, because he loves us so much, and to be truly loved is to be changed. We love you guys. Let's go and be the church.